Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helfrey. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to... Snow the goalie. 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 Well, here we are. Boy, oh boy, Bundy. Four games into the year. The Flyers have picked up not two, not four, but six of eight possible points. Bundy, I'm not saying they're going to win the Stanley Cup. (laughs) But they might win the Stanley Cup. Welcome into the Press Row Show post-game. Bundy, Russ, Ant is going to play journalist or something downstairs where I think he's going to be trying to get some quotes. I don't think tonight's the night that he's going to try to go get a player interview for the show. Uh, that'll happen down the line. But, uh, Bundy, here, let me, let me zoom in. People want to hear from you. Let me, let me bring your beautiful mug a little bit closer. That's wonderful equipment right there, Russ. Yeah, I know. <laughs> People didn't even notice that I had to use the remote for it. It's great. Um, that, that game, you know, we, we went into this saying you expect the game to be Pretty wide open at, at points. You would expect that the Flyers would be able to perhaps find the back of the net two, three times. Probably didn't think that it was going to go this way. We certainly expected Edmonton to put on a much bigger barrage of shots. We expected a, I think, just a, a more efficient scoring attack, quite frankly, from Edmonton. It did not materialize tonight. We started off by saying Zamula left out. Questionable. Bringing in Andre because he can get the puck out of his zone a little bit better. Interesting. But this this team held Edmonton in check. Largely throughout this game. So, again, the Flyers tonight, when you watch their body of work, and it goes back to last game as well, they're doing a great job of, of covering the middle of the ice. There's not a lot of chances that teams are getting on second chance opportunities, making quick plays. One of the things I think the Flyers did struggle with last year was teams making quick one-two plays, putting pucks in the seams on the ice, one-timing them. This was a good win. This was a good, solid win tonight by a team that, you know, has been doubters, a lot of doubters. Yeah. And I think what's good is they have had a good start. They're doing a lot of good things. But they've neutralized other teams. They're keeping shot totals down. And when you got a couple guys, like, as we said, Dreisaitl, you know, Evander Kane, obviously McDavid, um, and held McDavid, as we're seeing here from, from Matthew Stevens, to one point in a game that, you know, Edmonton hasn't been world beaters. They're one and three now. And this was a yeah. big game for them. They get the 500, and they just couldn't do it. Yeah. A team that looked stacked could not come in here and do it. I'll be honest with you, I don't know what, I don't know what Edmonton is looking at or what this, their coach has in terms of contract term. Yeah. But he would probably be the first in line right now to yeah. get canned if they keep playing like this. Um, they didn't even look good tonight, Edmonton. They were no. brutal in their own zone. Their goaltender was awful. Uh, and the Flyers, to their credit, played a good, strong, solid hockey game and made things really hard for Edmonton all around the ice tonight. As we tend to do on the postgame show here, we want to throw this to the to the fans as much as we can. Get your thoughts. 
Let us know where you're checking in from. We had people, by the way, in pregame checking in from Finland. Yeah. We had people from the West Coast, the Midwest, the East Coast, some in, in Europe. I mean, it's great. It's great, Bundy. People are... Love the support. We do have great fans, and I hear it when I walk the concourse before games. People just love, love tuning in. We give them an honest uh, assessment of the game. Uh, and the positives. That's one thing that there's been a lot, a shortage of is Flyers positives yeah. the last three or four years. And just to see the effort and, and guys coming together. Maybe you hadn't seen score goals that are starting to find a little bit of offense here early. Whether it's sustainable, we'll see. But certainly the effort uh, that they put forth on the ice through the first, you know, three out of four games, they got a little bit outskilled by Ottawa and an Ottawa team that was playing in their home opener. But yeah. You're 3-1 and one to start the year, 6 out of 8 points, as you said. It's been a very, very good start for the Flyers, and they are playing good hockey. Again, clumping up the middle of the ice at both ends uh, makes it really, really tough. Let's talk about the, the ability of this team to hold Connor McDavid in check tonight. Did not look dangerous uh, for large stretches of this game. You talk about the impact that a guy like Sean Couturier has. We have talked uh, you know, throughout the offseason, throughout the preseason, even throughout the first few games of this season. You don't expect Sean Couturier, after missing two seasons, to look like 100% sulky winner Sean Couturier. But his impact on this lineup can't be overstated, I, I don't think. I mean, we, we saw a very competent Couturier on the ice tonight. Had a very good game tonight. Uh, you know, and again, watching his skating... Um, you know, he's not obviously not a fleet of feet like a Connor McDavid, but again, it's positioning for him, making smart plays. He had another, uh, I thought, a, a very effective offensive uh, production uh, tonight. Uh, for us, is uh, oh, I got to deal with him. I'm here getting now. rid of her. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm going to ban her from uh, from ever commenting. My wife is giving her our time, which I love. Thank you, Nancy. Um, we were all trash our picks tonight. I just, yeah, I mean, I was just looking at it from a standpoint of listen, Edmonton trashed the thra uh, Nashville. Yeah. And Nashville, last I saw, was trashing the Rangers tonight. Yep. So it's weird. And that's why, you know, again, like the parody in the league, that's why you got to be prepared every single night yep. to be able to go and, and get yourself um, in a position to try to win hockey games. It's tough. And you just never know what somebody's going to have that night. Yeah. And, and you have to be prepared. And the Flyers have been prepared here at home. These two games are going out on the road now. But certainly an excellent uh, an excellent start to their home um, home ice uh, for the 23-24 season has been really really good and you know what got some fans that are pretty excited about it too just looking at Twitter and, and following around the team. I want to make sure that I show some some people some of the interesting things that happened uh, in tonight's game and it's not just what happened on the ice. There's also some stuff that happened uh, on you know off and around the ice uh, tonight. Let me yank this up here real quick. I wanted to show people what our predictions were. Um, because, yes, my, my prediction was absolute garbage. That is true. Um, Mine Ant, wasn't close. Ant, Ant had this at 5-2. You had it 5-4 overtime. I had 6-3 with an empty netter at the end to, to, to polish it off. But there was something else that happened uh, in this game. Now, you, you get people like CJW checked in on Twitter showing that instead of watching uh, what Sportsnet had on Great. TV... We love Instead, that. Instead, chose the Press Row show. But there was something that happened in the arena, and I was going to tweet this out, but we had a listener who sent it to us. And that, of course, is that in the arena today, uh, if we think about where we were as a podcast and where we were as a show two years ago, uh, with some of the things that we had said about this organization, with the direction of the previous regime, uh, never did I ever think that we would be in a position where the team would be promoting 
people to watch and listen to Snow the Goalie and the Press Row Show, but they had that up on the on the board today. So does that make us? Are we now corporate shills? Uh, we we are not. We are not. Yeah. We are we're, we're honest and. You know what? I, I will say this. You know, one of the things when you talk to Jonesy or whoever it was that, you know, made decisions, they wanted transparency yeah. through the team. They wanted different voices. Yeah. And it's smart business because when you're telling people something and it isn't that, that's not how you continue to build something you're trying yeah. to build. Honesty is always the best. People can deal with honesty. Yes. They don't like getting lied to or that's gaslit. True. And, that's right. and, and this, is, this has been a great start to this season in terms of who this team is. The expectations are not what they were when Bingo. they had former people here. Yep. And there's an understanding and an appreciation that there's new people running things and that they need some time to let this foster and to try to build. There are people who I think are just so hardwired at this point to look at everything that has to do with this team through a negative light because for years, and it, and it was for years, you go back to the Hextall years, what was the the common mantra? The kids are coming. The kids are coming. Yeah. Then the kids came and they weren't they weren't very good, or they were serviceable players who we were told are going to develop into star players. And for the most part, that did not happen. Then you went to the, the Fletchermore years, where he he would come into a season where you would say this roster isn't very good. It's built on a lot of guys who have had injury histories. The the kids who you're trying to rely on might not be top level, and 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 we were told, and the fans were told that it's a playoff team, that it was a an aggressive retool, not rebuild. And what what I think it did in some ways was alienate a lot of fans who had given this team the benefit of the doubt. And what I think we've seen since this new regime has taken mm-hmm. over is there were fans who were skeptical, and there were certainly other fans who were willing to at least give it a chance. And when you look at last year, when you were told, no, the team is going to be a playoff contender, uh, they're going to surprise people. You go in, even if you know it's not true, you go in with raised expectations. And when they underwhelm, you're going to be let down. Here, you're told, team's rebuilding. We're trying to build uh, the right way. We're using young players. We're setting those players up to be successful. I, I don't think anybody had the Flyers winning three of their first four games. And instead of... I think getting lost in negativity like people had been used to, now you have to look at it and say, hey, if nothing else, we've seen a lot of positive signs out of a lot of these young guys that ultimately you're hoping are going to become building blocks of this team you know, for the next few years or even when you hope that you're going to be a playoff yeah, team. And, and there are. There's a lot of excitement as well. They're going to continue drafting. Who knows what will happen with this year, but they do have a guy like Mitchkoff, and they have the, uh, the young guy at Boston College yeah, Cutter as Gauthier. well, Cutter Gauthier. Yep. So, you know, I, I, you know there's, there's some guys coming, and, and – um, They've done. They feel comfortable with the drafts that they've had. Yep. So I think that there is a reason to be excited about that. And and I think the other thing too is and and, I, and I'll give Torch some credit here. I mean they they they've done a good job in terms of putting the work in. You yeah. know. And and I think you know what and, and and that was part of it last year too. Like this team did learn to work more. They did a better job. They just couldn't yeah. win games, and they fell. Their skill fell off. And as games got richer and and more difficult, it was harder for them to keep up. That'll be a big part of this equation this year, too. We're yeah. not there yet. But if you're in it by American Thanksgiving, as teams say, you can make things interesting. And even last year, Russ, when you look at the Flyers, I know they were out of it, but it wasn't brutal. Like, it wasn't like yeah. they were 40 points back. Exactly. And, and so so there's always hope. You just never know. And like I said, I believe anybody can beat anybody on a given night in this league. There's a lot of parity. And I just think the Flyers have to continue to remember who they are, understand yeah. who they are. Uh, they are not 
a team that can go play back and forth river hockey with Edmonton. Edmonton, yeah. Edmonton wanted to do that tonight. They did. They wanted to win 7-6 or 8-7, and the Flyers said, no, we're not going to play like that. We're yeah. going to stay in our system, and we're going to be who we are, how we ended up getting six points so far. We are not necessarily in the business of moral victories here. We've never been as a show, as Snow the Goalie, as the Press Row show. But I do want to highlight two players who you have to feel good for on a human level. That's Sean Couturier, who, as we mentioned before, has missed two years with serious back issues. When, when you suffer a, an injury like that, and you've talked about suffering injuries and, and back injuries as a player, how debilitating that can be, how hard it could be even to grip a stick, right? You have to feel good for him. And the other guy you have to feel good for is, is Cam Atkinson, yeah. who, who missed a season. There were, there were all kinds of awful rumors going on that I, were, were misinformation and thankfully never, I don't think, got reported. But Atkinson missed uh, you know, uh, a season, and, and he might not, again, be back to 100%. But you see him go out, and he's busting it. He's setting a good example yep. for, for, his other, you know, for his teammates. And you have to feel good for a guy like that coming back and, and kind of finding form and finding success early on. It kind of, I have to imagine that it gives that player the, the mental boost of, hey, I can still do this. Like, I, I, I can get myself back there. Yeah, and again, like, they missed a lot of time. You know, when yeah. you start missing seasons, it becomes very, very difficult to find your groove again. But you know what? He's done that, and he had a good game tonight. So did Coots. And, and, you know, ultimately, at the beginning of the year, they're the guys we're talking about, like the veteran guys they didn't have in there last year. So how is the yeah. team going to look different with players like that? Another veteran we should mention went out tonight, guy they picked up, Mark Stahl. Yeah. He left with an injury. Um Guessing maybe end of the second is when I saw the Flyers it was, tweet. It was early, out. yeah. It might have been a little bit earlier, but I didn't notice him until I saw the tweet. So competes hard. Uh, he does a good job with that, but uh, we'll we'll get more uh, updates on him in the next couple yeah. of days. But he he certainly is out, and that will probably move Zamula in. Interestingly enough, I heard a little bit of a rumor through the middle of, through the game, and this Ooh, is just ja, ja. well, I was is this break? Do we have to do like a, a breaking? We, we no, can't bundy not. bombs. This it's, isn't like a no, I can't okay, bundy okay. bomb on the post game, yeah. but. Yeah. Um, I heard Zamula, the scratching was already built into the cake. So oh, okay. he knew going in that it was a design. No matter what happened in that game, he would come out of the lineup and the other guy would go in, Andre. Okay. So that was not like a torch saying, oh, you know. And, and re, you know, we talked about it. but um, and, and I heard actually from somebody it may not even been a coach's decision. It may have been yeah. an organizational you know, group decision about it. But I heard that was built into the cake. Okay, well, that's good. That makes know. sense. That's yeah. good to um, there was a comment here that I want to highlight because it's something that, um, well, it, it's something that we talked to Jonesy about um, a couple weeks ago on the show. This idea of what Cam Atkinson is, what he can be, and whether or not he'd be a trade candidate, trade deadline candidate, if he could prove he was healthy. And I, I specifically asked Jonesy about Mark Stahl and about Cam Atkinson because you think of leadership and then you think about like what they can actually be as a player. Mm -hmm. And at that point, Jonesy said, well, Mark Stahl is going to be a guy who he's going to tell the team if he wants to get moved at the deadline. Like that, that's just part mm -hmm. of, of the understanding that they have. But Jonesy said that Stahl wants to be here. He wants to help, uh, you know, help the younger players mature, help them kind of find their way. So he, he is here looking to kind of be a leader. When Atkinson came up and when Couturier came up, uh, Jonesy did not go that route. It, it sounded like the value of those guys as leaders and as guys that they want to kind of set the standard is a lot higher, and it's something that they value more than the potential asset they could get at the trade deadline. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you this. Um, <laughs> put my GM hat on. 
Go ahead. If if this team is not in the playoffs at the deadline, I'm moving Cam Atkinson. I'm not even hesitating. It doesn't matter what really? he thinks or says or whatever. Because, again, it's not about the one player or yeah. his feelings. It's about moving that guy so we could reattain. Uh, retain assets yeah it doesn't matter he's making six or whatever seven million bucks Mm -hmm. is he a worker sure is he a good player sure it doesn't matter because unless he's absolutely they say he's part of the future which i don't know i mean maybe he is that i'm not seeing super young guy but no he's not brand new and if you're in a rebuild you're not keeping that guy there's no way you're keeping that guy or mark stall And and one of the reasons sometimes a team like this will get a guy is so you can move him at the deadline to retain an asset yeah um, let's get to some more of the questions, comments, concerns. Um, where, what was it? Oh, here we go. So Pat, Pat checks in. Should we be thinking that this is just an early season ruse? Do we have dark days ahead? Well, of course, right? It's a rebuilding team. However, we have not done our 20 game predictions. We will do that on the next episode of Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast, uh, where we'll also fold in our predictions, which we've been tweeting about, uh, for the first four games. But one thing that we know about Torts teams is they go through a grueling camp. And in a lot of cases, they are better conditioned than a lot of other teams might be. The other thing that the Flyers have going for them, and you can speak to this as a former player, there are teams that when, when you go in to a game, there are some that you might look past, right? Like there are teams that you see on the schedule and you go, all right, that's maybe not a blow-off game, but I don't expect that to be uh, a drag-out, knockdown fight. This is a team that we should get by with ease. And when you undervalue and you underrate a team like that, you can get caught off guard. And that could allow a team like the Flyers, who will go out and bust it game in and game out, it can give them something of an advantage. Well, there's no doubt. But, I mean, again, this, this comes down to, for me, is about the collective group and how the team is playing, you know, and, and, and finding, finding ways to work guys in. I'm reading a lot of the Morgan Frost stuff, too, as it just comes in. Yeah. You know, someone's thinking as Morgan Frost played his last game. I seriously doubt that. Yeah. If there's something out there that, like Danny said, we're open for business. Yeah. It, but it has to make sense. Like it has, it's got to make sense. But this right now, I mean, this, when you look at the way that this this team is, and and there's other guys that have played well that were not that didn't score, yeah. but I, collectively, they're doing a great job in transition, and they're buckling down in the middle of the ice. And that's why the Flyers are winning games. You know, you've mentioned a few times now uh, over the the last couple of games specifically that this team is a perfect candidate for a get a lead and hold it more so than a fall behind and try to come back. What is it about this team that allows them to be that kind of team, get the lead and hang on to it, even though they're young? Because, you know, a lot of times you think young team, you know, maybe you start to play a little bit too conservatively, give a goal, and then it all kind of falls apart. Yeah, that's that's a good question. But, I mean... uh... (laughs) This is a team, as I said the other night, and I will continue to say it, if they can get the lead, they will be much better suited with the lead. They are not a team constructed to come back from two or three goals. It might happen once in a while, yeah. but falling behind is not going to be a good positive strategy for the Philadelphia Flyers as they are constructed right now. Um, it's weird. The league is weird right now. You know, like look at some of the games. Um it, it's just odd. I mean, there's teams beating teams you wouldn't think would beat them, and, and, and maybe early in the year you get those 10, 12 games so people realize, oh, well, we better pick it up, or other teams have outplayed their own predictions of who they thought they were. Um, effort will get you a long way, and playing the game smart will get you a long way. 
do I worry about skill down the road when these games get richer? I do, because they yeah. are going to get richer. There's going to be a point where teams are really going to be battling. But you know what? If the Flyers keep playing this way, they'll be one of those teams that are trying to hang on to those spots in the playoffs. Yeah. I like parity in the league. Yeah. I don't, I don't like going into a season where you say, like, these are the top three teams in each conference and the rest of it doesn't matter. We see that in enough other sports leagues, right? So there, there is something nice about seeing teams that you don't expect to win, you know, pulling out some nice results here in the, in the early going. Like that, there's something nice about that. I don't know. Maybe I'll be getting soft. I'm getting soft in my slightly older age now. Maybe not. Uh, hey, last thing. Bobby Brink, mm-hmm. solid game. Excellent. Owen, Owen Tippett, I would say bounce back. Game. Yeah, good game. Um, would you say that at this point, uh, Tyson Forster, he, he's not jumping off the page. He's not I don't jumping know. Off. I don't notice him. Yeah. And, and sometimes there's a case where you don't notice somebody and it's okay. Defenseman is a great example. Yeah. If you don't notice a defenseman, some nights your team wins. Usually you played a good game. Yeah. Like, it's like, you just don't talk about him. I used to love him. No one mentioned my name for three months. I knew I was doing fine or a coach never asked me anything. I knew just go play hockey. Yeah. Um, Goal scoring, as I said in the second period, is tough, you know. And, and Owen Tippett had a taste of that last year. And there's a pressure on a goal scorer to keep repeating that. Yeah. And when you're not doing that, it can wear on you. I think he played a good game tonight. The puck's not going in for him right now. Bobby Brink's been all over it. Like he's been really, really good. He's been impressive. He's he has. He's been. He's made good, quick plays around the net. And I think he's somebody that you know. Again, I think he's going to stick. If he plays like that, he's going to have to play like that every night. And, and the reason that Frost isn't in the lineup is because Brink and Forster are working harder. Than yeah. And when Frost gets in there, you know, then he will get back in. If it may, may, I don't know if it'll be Saturday with a win like this uh, as they head to Dallas for an 8 p.m. Eastern time start. Um, I don't know what his fate will be. He's obviously a guy that you don't want uh, in the Chateau Bow Wow. But he's in it. I know, I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called a dog. Monsieur, Monsieur, Monsieur Terrigan. <laughs> But you know what? Like he's guys got to be better when yeah. he's in there. And, and you know what? If 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 things aren't going offensively, then do something. Check. Yeah. Make a play. Yep. You know, do something. Get your team going. Go get a hit or something. You know. And uh, if you're just out there skating around, waiting to get the puck and hoping something happens, that's not going to work out. Which I think is the nice thing about Tippett's game tonight, because to your point, like when when you're a guy who can be a goal scorer and and you're not finding back in the net. You see guys overthink. Like, that's where you stop playing instinctually. And that's why we said earlier in the game, when he had to play along the boards that set up the Atkinson goal, that, that does not look like a young guy who got in his head. It looks like a guy who's just out there to play. And, he, and he's letting the game kind of come to him. That's sometimes what you don't know is always what's, what's good. You know, you always see a young guy going out and not understanding the moment or where they're at. Like, yeah. this is NHL, this is a, you know, we're, I'm trying to get a job in this league and stay in this league. And sometimes when you don't know, it might just be better as, as constructed like that where you yeah. just go out and play. I've seen that many times, right? Like look at the goaltender in Vegas, like Aiden Hill last year. I mean, sometimes you don't know what you don't know until you get in that opportunity and then all of a sudden it's over and you're like, wow, yeah. that really worked out great. Last guy before we head out. Yeah. Joel Farabee. Yeah, played good. Didn't talk about him. Yeah, he was better. You know, he's got those goals. Farabee for me is a guy that has to go to the net. I always yeah. tell young guys, like people, dads come to me like, oh, my son's 13, he's playing left wing or right wing. He's like, what should he do? Go to the net with your stick on the ice. Yep. That's it. Make quick plays out of the corner. Be determined to win the battles. 
but go to the front of the net, stick on the ice. And he's doing that. I thought that his willingness last year to play between the hash marks was not enough. It yeah. just was not good enough. And he's gotten in there this year, um, and it's disrupting to defense to go into that gray area because it's hard sometimes. You're going to yeah. pay a price for that. But he's done it, and he scored goals. Bobby Brink has no problem going in between the it, hash marks in and around the net. I don't want to. I don't want to like keep this thing going too too much longer here. But like the the Brink thing. So many guys when they come up and they get the opportunity, they get lost in their own heads. They don't look like they belong. I don't have a way to explain what we're seeing out of Bobby Brink because it's so rare to see a guy who bursts onto the scene, who Jonesy told us on the show was not somebody they expected to make the opening night roster. I can't think of a guy that this team has had that has kind of burst onto the scene in this way and looks like he belongs in the way that Brink has through, through four games now. He, w- he wants it. Like, that's for sure. He wants to play in the lineup every night, and he's showing it, and he's earned it. He won't come out of the lineup. Yeah. I mean, there's no way. I mean, he's just been too good. And, and you know, again, there'll be, there'll be decisions to make. I mean, if I'm the coach tonight and you're just not doing it from a score standpoint, mm-hmm. and you're looking through it, I'm putting Morgan Frost back in the lineup on Saturday night. I don't want him out too long. And you probably put Zamula back in, too. I think you're going to see a lot of these little subtle changes, so yeah. especially to start until he maybe finds a convincing lineup that he can sell to himself on a nightly basis. But – Right now, there's no problem with Team 3-1 and one playing well, give young defensemen a, an opportunity to continue to develop, and that's what they're doing. All right, I want to give people a programming update here. A big thank you to everybody who joined us. We had a lot of people here for postgame, yeah. which is very nice. Yeah, great. I love that. We appreciate that. Yeah, a ton of people. That's great Make stuff. sure you let people know, uh, and we've had a lot of people. It's funny. Upstairs in the sports book, these first two games, hasn't been loaded with hundreds and hundreds of people. We've had people walking by, shaking hands, taking pictures, uh, throughout the game, we had the guy in pregame who was wearing your face on the shirt. We love that. That was great. <laughs> we had multiple people, by the way, order merchandise from shop.snowthegoalie.com during the game. I don't know if they're just motivated because the Flyers look good. I don't know if they're motivated because they found us uh, recently or if they're longtime listeners of the show. But again, you can go to shop.snowthegoalie.com to find stuff. Programming note, we are not back here at the Wells Fargo Center until next Thursday. The next Flyers home game, taken on the Wild. Between now and then, they're on the road at Dallas on Saturday night, 8 p.m. start. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, even worse, Tuesday, <laughs> yeah. an 11 o'clock start against Vegas. We will be doing our uh, remote show morning after. It'll be on the Snow the Goalie YouTube channel. Uh, so that'll be, what, Sunday morning and Wednesday morning. We'll have a show live. You will not because mongrel hours. Uh, I got unless, mong- I got mongrel hours tomorrow, so I got to get out of here. That's I gotta, what I, I that's be what at I've the heard. Union League at seven thirty. So, <laughs> so we'll be we'll be doing that show, and then we'll be back here for Press Row show next Thursday uh, for Minnesota. So Bundy, lovely doing the, with great uh, stuff with, tonight with yep. you again. Excellent win, excellent team game by played by the Flyers. Good crowd here tonight. And yep. again, we're up against the Phillies, right? Right now, yeah. Like the Phillies are up against the Flyer playoff run. Yeah, where nobody's at those games in yep. April. We're dealing with the same thing right now when the Phillies are on a run. It's going to be really interesting to see what it looks like when the Phillies run, either the run is over. We hope it's with the World Series. Sure, I hope it's a parade. With, yeah. with a parade. Uh, but just when it's not on a game day. Yeah, right. When the game days don't line up. It's so, a killer. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyway, for Bundy, for Ant, who apparently is still in the bowels of Wells Fargo Center trying to get quotes from somebody. I don't know. Uh, I'm Russ. Thanks for listening. Maybe even watching Snow the Goalie. And uh, we will talk to you all again later this weekend. Have a great day, everybody.